it's time for Rain and Shine, your weekly regional science update, where we explore how the planet works and how we work with the planet. The other week, I got a call from a dear mentor of mine, John Wick. This John Wick does not have a dog, but he does have 18 Hereford Angus mixed with Brahmin cows, many of which respond when called by name. Their names are alphabetized according to their lineage and all of which work to keep his property fire safe and weed free. They have been trained to eat the woolly distaff thistle by renowned grazing animal behaviorist, Kathy Voth. When John calls me, it's usually to engage in a joint problem solving exercise, which I love, but right then I did not have time for. Later that evening though, something tickled my brain saying that he wanted something else. And so I called him back. After a brief catch up, John stopped and said, I have something to tell you. What, I said. Consider the wind, he responded. Okay, I said, and then paused, waiting. Consider the wind, John said again. We perceive it as blowing as the air goes from one place to the other. Here I wanted to add that the wind moves because cold air is heavier and displaces hot air, but I stayed quiet because he probably knew that and he was talking again. When you are a kid and your mom is driving you and you roll down the window and put your head out of the car, it's very windy. But in this case, the air is not moving past you, you are moving through it, and you are the one who is going somewhere. As the listener, I didn't know where this story was going, but I waited, trusting that it would come. The wind is also there in part because the earth is rotating in space at about a thousand miles per hour, or something like that, John said. I will look this up later and confirm this movement of the earth and its effect on the wind is called the Corollis effect. You can look it up too if you like, but that is not the point of the story, and John is still talking. You know how we have dammed so many rivers in the northern hemisphere that has changed the tilt of the Earth's axis and the speed of its rotation, he asks me? Yes, I know this. It's a story he often tells to evoke the power of humankind. Well, he says, now consider the mineral uranium in Australia. The Aboriginal people there believe that its presence in the ground under where they live helps the souls of children incarnate. And here we are digging it up. At this point, I am not seeing the connections. I am lost, but I keep listening. My point, said John, is that everything on this planet, including us, is in relation. The wind is always in relationship to movement, its own, our own, and the planet's. And we don't know what the wind is doing, say when it's out there over the ocean gathering positive ions to bring back to us on land. Who would have thought that we could change the tilt of the Earth's axis with dams? And who's to say that the Aboriginal people are wrong? Everything has its place in relation to many other things. And here we are moving everything around with very little idea of what we are doing. I see, I said. Consider the wind, John said. It took me a few days to fully absorb this train of thought. What brought it home for me was a quote which I came across in a book I am reading about the relationship between emotions, trauma, and disease. The author of this book, Dr. Gabor Mate, uses this quote to make his case, but I think he would agree that its application is universal. Contemplate the nature of independent co-arising during every moment, the Buddha said. When you look at a leaf or a raindrop, meditate on the conditions, near and distant, that contributed to the presence of that leaf or raindrop. Know the world is woven of interconnected threads. This is because that is. This is because that is not. This is born because that is born. This dies because that dies. 
The leaf, as the Buddha implied, is both a discrete entity, a thing and a process that derives from sun, sky, and earth. Light, photosynthesis, rain, organic matter, and minerals, and perhaps the activity of humans and animals. Quote, the one contains the many, and the many contains the one. Without the one, there cannot be the many. Without the many, there cannot be the one. End quote. I see, I said to myself. Consider the wind, said John Wick. You've been listening to Rain and Shine, a production of the Learning Council, produced by Corey Stanton and written and narrated by me, Calla Rose Ostrander. To submit your nature and science questions, email us at rainshineweekly at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. And thanks for listening.